What's up, you guys? You're listening to Keeping It 1000, hosted by Chant Moore. Be sure to like and subscribe, share to spread the value, and enjoy the episode. Keeping it 1000, your host Champ Moore, I'm about it. Let's turn up the podcast, just max out on that volume. Go ahead and tune it in. Tell your mom, tell her friends, tell your brothers, your cousins, and tell your moms again. We have on special guests a motivating show. We making better bets, shooting astronomic goals. So it's time to do this, just like we done produced it. Taking no excuses, going ahead and cue this Champ Moore exclusive. Howdy, 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 my champions. It's your host and your boy, the captain, Champ Moore. Keeping it 1,000, the podcast. Man, let's keep this thing just going as we keep on rowing. Love it. Thank you guys for tuning in once again. Continue to just get the message out. I mean, this podcast was just something that I was just kind of in quarantine god gave me an idea and i was like yeah i'll run with it let's see where it goes but it's really grown and that was april and now we're you know we're just at this point where it's like it's really becoming something and it's like i enjoy podcasting like that's like that's not something i ever thought like uh i don't know if you would call it radio or not but it's been enjoyable and I thank you guys for tuning in, listening. And today, I'm going to have another Champovation. This is a Champovation message. Motivation from the champ. That's where the, the title comes from. And I'm just going to talk about something that was in my book. If you guys didn't know, humble brag. Yeah, I know. I'm real conceited. No, really. Humble brag. I don't like to brag, but I got a published book out. Disadvantages versus advantages, focusing on the pros rather than cons. A book from Dave Champ Moore. It's on Amazon. You can find it there, the link, and get you a hard copy, or you could get yourself an ebook, whichever one you prefer. But the the story that I'm gonna tell is the story of the number three. And I know you, if you've read my book, you know what I'm about to talk about. But if you haven't, you're probably lost on what does three mean and i can't wait to tell you what that means when we come back with this champ ovation so stay tuned it's a very near and dear story to me but stay tuned thank you guys for listening keeping it 1000 we'll be back after this short break and i got pressure on me Seven days a week is game seven on me. Life will test you out. You live through that, that's testimony. Giving them hell, but how in the hell I got all these blessings on me? Most of the girls I know addicted to social media. All the time they put in, they could have wrote encyclopedias. Mama said it only takes one time to fuck up your whole Wikipedia. And as your son, I can see the type of life that you see me in. What's rocking, my people? We're back, keeping it 1,000. So before the break, we talked a little bit about what this Champovation message was going to be. The number three. Now, as I stated before, if you have read or know about my book, then you understand that this is going to be like that chapter. If you don't 
this is going to be something that I think can really resonate and sit with you. So let's get to it. The number three, when I say three, that can mean a lot of things, but to me, the number three is a very specific number. So I'll start from the beginning. When I first went to, okay, actually, sorry, I got to start way back in the beginning. Um, my family, love them to death, the Moors, they're awesome, love them, everything about them. Well, not everything, but, you know, family's family. <laughs> I ain't going to dog them. I love you guys. You know that. But uh, my family and I, for the last many years of our lives, it's been an inconvenience with like car struggles. And when I say car struggles, I don't mean, you know, picking out, should I get this Benz or should I get this Ferrari? Like, no, no, those are struggles that we'll have in the future. I'm speaking that into existence, but the struggle of, um, you know, accidents, unfortunately, are, you know, just, is things cars costing too much to get repaired a bunch of stuff so when I got my first car it actually was a gift from you know my my family friends the Vogels and it was a 1996 Nissan Altima so I took care of that car like it was my child which I think you do God gives you things so you take care of them you know like we're not here to just like, we're not here to key our cars, you know, we're here to take care of the things that he gives us, even though they're worldly possess possessions, it's still God gives you things so you can take care of it and make it at its best and show that you can take care of the things he presents you. That's the whole point. So I got this 96 Ultima, had it probably for like, was that 2010 to... 2014, 15. So it lasted longer than it should have, in all honesty. And that's coming from the, like I said, the Vogel family that gave it to me. But here's what's so crazy. So I was going to uh, an amusement park with my friends years ago. And my car, the Altima, it ended up... <laughs> It ended up overheating and I knew it had issues, but it ended up overheating to the point where all my friends are in my car watching my car literally steam from the hood. Like if your car steams, you know that that is not a good situation. So start steaming. Everybody in the car is kind of like, uh, what the heck is going on? So next thing I know is my car, the dashboard had lights that it looked like Christmas. There were so many lights on my dashboard that I've never seen before that I didn't even know were real lights. You know, sometimes I just think cars just have a bunch of buttons for no reason. But no, that day it had reasons. So as that happened, my car basically shut off. And when it did that, I literally was gliding down a hill like it, it just stopped working. And it was the most probably I was 
happy. I was mortified. It was like the most embarrassing thing. And I had to tell myself, it's just a car. But I had a million thoughts going through my head, you know, like, what are my friends thinking? Um, you know, what are my what are my dad, my mom going to say? What is everybody thinking? I'm a bad driver. Just a, a hundred things that go through my head. But then as that happened, my my buddy that was riding with me out of the, the passengers, we we got a ride with his grandmother and everything got taken care of and the car was done. You know, it, it, it lived a good almost 20 years, like 18, 19 years. And it, it was, it sucked, but it happened. And part of the reason what I want to say is that stuff like that happens to us. We, we lose things that are near and dear to us and we lose things that um, are materialistic, but we can't take that to heaven with us. And it's just stuff that we can't hold on to forever. So that's the beginning of the story. I go to college right after all this kind of happens. I go to college and um, and I don't have a car. And when I don't have a car at college, like luckily I went to a campus that everything was very close and, and, and pretty much together. But the thing that sucked is just when I needed to go home, like uh, summer vacations or or fall breaks, just any type of time when students went home for the holidays. I felt like a, a a burden to my parents and and truly my my father who would come up to the university and drive three hours there and three hours back home. It just felt like too much, and I was like, "Dang, Dad, you don't got to get me this and that." So he did it though. Obviously, when you love your kids, my dad loves me. I know I'm his favorite son, so he does that for me. And I do feel bad, but obviously he would do it for his son and any of my my other brothers. But you still have that guilt. So three hour trip there back, like I said, six total, but three. And me, I'm just I'm watching students leave campus on their own, packing their bags, going home. They got nice little whips. Sorry, nice cars. They have nice cars, nice everything, tenant windows, speakers, um, you know, just it's a decked out vehicle. And I'm like, dang, why can't I have that? And then as time goes on, I get, you know, I have my practices and stuff like that for football. I get hurt during practice. And when I say hurt, I mean, like I fractured my hand, needed to go get an x-ray at the doctor. And what sucked? was that the only nearest hospital was like two, three miles away. Now, two or three miles, you can run that, sure. But this is during the winter time. And like I said, I broke my hand during a, a practice, a football practice, and it's literally snowing outside. So I go to get the x-ray done. I'm literally walking in piles of snow. I am pissed. Because I'm just like, oh, I should be able to drive. I should be able to just literally make it a two-minute drive. But it's this it's this 40-minute walk, and I'm just stumping in snow. I'm wet. I'm whatever. Like, you, you name it. All this is going on. I am truly upset, and I'm mad at the fact that I'm not as, um, I, I don't know the word, 
I'm just not as, I'll say blessed for the moment. I'm not as blessed as the other students who have the opportunity to just drive home and drive to the hospital when they need to. Literally, I had to just walk it how I talked it and get to where I need to. And it it, it was rough. But you do what you got to do to get to where you want to be, right? You people get that. So that's pretty much where I will kind of kind of go with that and then just as far as like I said we had to rent a car for me to do something or or for me to go home I would borrow my roommate's car and just it was always a drag a hassle I just hated it I felt like I need to go to the store can you take me there I just felt like I was always calling Uber or Lyft and this is before Uber or Lyft like as crazy as that sounds or before it was popular and I'm like take me here, take me there. And some days their schedules didn't match up. I got to, I like they, I would have to go and they'd be like, Hey, I got to test or, Hey, I got to do this. Or, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I'm hanging out with my girlfriend. I'm hanging out with my friends or like, sorry, dude, I can't take you. And so I'm stuck until the next time they need to go to the store. I'm on somebody else's watch. And I hate that. I know some of you guys listening are probably the same way. So let's get down to it. All that happened. And that was three years of my college time. So truly, it was probably when it when it was at its worst, like my sophomore year to my senior year. We'll say that. Yeah, sophomore to senior year, probably three good, solid years. And um, and there is this time when I was in my football season of my senior year and I'm the Bible study leader, if you guys know that about me, if you've heard that before, but I'm the Bible study leader and I'm, I'm leading the team and our coach, we, we had a fall break. If you don't know, a fall break is literally like a couple of days off during October and yeah, like end of October, middle of October, where you just get a quick break to go home or just, you know, rejuvenate, whatever. I'm mad because I can't go home. We just got this win. We the coach was like, hey, guys, you played great. I'm giving you the weekend off. Go celebrate. Go home. Do whatever you got to do. Everybody is leaving. Literally everybody is leaving the campus. And I'm just sitting in my locker looking stupid like I'm not about to call my dad at 10 o'clock at night to drive six hours total to come. Let me enjoy 48 hours at home. But then something great happened guy that lived not too far from me at my hometown comes up to me at my locker. He's just like, Hey man, you, uh, what are you doing? Like, are you going home? I'm like, nah, dude, I can't no car. Uh, you're from, you're from this area, right? You're from Korean. I'm like, yeah, you're 10 minutes from me. Come on, pack your bag. You're going to ride with me, man. I was so blessed at that moment. Like, Oh, Oh, uh, okay, cool. Cool. Like, give me, Give me 20 minutes. Let me go grab my bag, grab my bags, you know, get packed. Everything's settled. I'm happy. I'm like, I'm going home. I don't have to bother my pops. I don't have to bother my family, my brother, nobody. I'm going home for a couple of days just to enjoy a relaxing family time. Then I get into the car. And like I said, this is a three hour drive to get to Cincinnati. And the teammate of mine looked at me and he said, Hey man, you're the Bible study leader, right? So yeah, I, I, I got to ask you something. Okay. What's up? I want to give my life to Christ. I'm like, what? 
I, I, I want I want to become a Christian. And I'm thinking, bro, what are you talking about? He's like, I, I, I've, I've been thinking about it more and more and like praying and I want to be a Christian. Y'all, when I tell you that was three hours, I mean, not all of it, but those three hours we talked about God and we were looking up scripture and like, I learned more about myself and my faith and he learned his self and, and, um, how to become more of a Christian. And like, that's so crazy to me. That three hour ride home was that. So literally I didn't have a car or a a way around for three years just so this teammate of mine could give his life on that three hour ride home. The number three, that's why it's special to me. And like what I love about this story is is truly I got in the car thinking, oh, we're going to bump some Drake home or some, you know, some Snoop Dogg. We're just going to talk about that. We're going to talk about girls, food, football, whatever. No, we talked about God. And like that was the moment that I realized I struggled for those three years without a vehicle. So somebody else could give their life to God. Think about that. And if you're not a believer, that still should give you some type of hope that everything truly happens in the way it does for a reason. Like if you don't have a car right now or some way of transportation, maybe it's because you're riding the bus and you're going to meet your future husband or spouse or wife, whatever on that bus. Think of that. You're literally getting onto something else because you don't have something at the moment and the puzzle piece will fit itself where it needs to. You literally might be walking down the street one day and you might need to help, you know, I don't know, a homeless man who needs you at that exact moment. And you don't have a car because you're supposed to be there at that specific moment. Or, or you're, you're, you're literally, it's a time for you to walk like one of my friends, one of my one of my great friends who's a coach, he talked about how when he didn't have a car, he used that time to speak to his family on the phone and and he learned to prioritize how to like if he was going out for the day, okay, I don't need to go out and come home. I need to go out, get my groceries, go to work, or sorry, go to work then get my groceries then come home and how to just really manage his schedule. There's a way for everything and like to me the story is so incredible because it still resonates with me today. And the fact that like, I literally wondered throughout 2013 to like 2016, why I hated not having a car. And then it made sense to me and it made so much clear sense to me because this man that was the teammate is still a Christian now and still in his faith. And like, he's so happy. And I'm, and I'm glad that I could talk to him about that and that he felt that comfortable talking to me in that moment. Like I said, he grew, but I also grew. It's crazy, y'all. It's so crazy how things work out the way they do and how we have the power to just help somebody get to where they want to be. So all I'm saying, all I'm saying is that If need be, because if you walk the same, you know, with the same faith that I do, 
I could go another three years without a car. It would suck. It would suck tremendously. But if I could go another three years without a car to help one other person get to Christ, I would do it. Be somebody's inspiration and believe that if you're struggling with something, it doesn't have to be a car. It could be finances, family, marriage, um, divorce, you know, whatever it is that it is happening in the moment that it is. And you may not find out why in that moment. Like I said, it took me three years to understand why I went through that. And you may never get the answer, but just know it's something that's molding you into who and what you are meant to be. I'm telling y'all, man, that was that that's my best story in my book. I know a lot of people told me what they like, but that's my favorite story just because I remember it vividly and I just love everything about it. So, yeah, I mean, first of all, yeah, if you haven't read my book, check it out. I promise you guys, you'll be motivated. And I'm not saying that conceitedly. I'm saying that as in like godly, like I wrote it not for myself, but for the people. And that's the feedback I've gotten. So please check that out. That's disadvantages versus advantages, focusing on the pros rather than cons. The book written by Dave Champ Moore. That's me. Government name is Dave. You know, other name is Champ Moore. But Seriously, we all can be a blessing to somebody in some way and we may never know it or we may find out, but just keep on going. Man, I love y'all. Thank you guys for tuning in. Subscribe, pass the message along. We got something good here and I thank you guys for tuning in with me each week with new content. The number three, y'all be safe. Do you My name is Chant Moore. You're listening to Keeping It 1000, and I approve this podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Keeping It 1000. Be sure to like and subscribe. We'll see you next time.